This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, with hosts Jesse Dollamore and Brittany Page, a podcast dedicated to free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Monday, everybody, episode 57, 57 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, the woman who thinks people look like animals, my co-host, Brittany Page. Wow. <laughs> Just throwing me right under the bus there, huh? Yeah, well, it's it's true. It is true. That is fact. Yeah. You believe a lot of people look like animals, but it's... <laughs> I don't think that's a rare thing. I think it's common for people to comment sometimes that someone looks similar to an animal. You do it all the time, though. And it's not like, oh, the rat-faced girl or the... Uh, I will mention someone, you know, yeah, they look like a rat or they look like a cat. Yeah, like Taylor Swift. Exactly. That's a perfect example. Taylor well, Swift. And that might sound bad when I say that someone looks like a rat, but it's not bad. I mean, I know rats are bad because well, they're like gross. The, the, the tapered snout and the eyes on a little far apart. Yeah. That's not, well, It's you're just pointing out characteristics. It's like saying that Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a horse. That's not necessarily a mean thing when she looks like a fucking horse. Yeah, I don't think she looks like a horse. Yeah, you and always I'm, say that. I'm the animal expert. Oh, you are, huh? Yeah. I well, know about stuff. I know. I've mentioned that people look like fish, and you don't think humans look like fish. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. If your That's eyes... unrealistic. Listen. If someone can look like a rat, <laughs> but someone cannot look like a fish, sir. If you look... If you... If your eyes are almost on either side of your head, you look like a fucking fish. <laughs> But you did convince me, like Maggie Gyllenhaal, you convinced me she doesn't look like a fish. She looks more like a turtle. She looks like a turtle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People are probably listening to this like she's insane. Or they're going to start asking me to assess what kind of animal they look like. And no, it doesn't work like that. First of all, I can't do it from just like a picture on Facebook. I need to be around the person. <laughs> right. Well, I tell you what, I will. I will assess what you look like. It'll probably be super rude and not really what you look like at all, but... It'll probably just be fish. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody looks like a fish to me. What can I say? <laughs> Different breeds of fish. Like yeah. Fish have breeds? Yeah, like a goldfish. Is that a breed of or fish? Or a salmon. A salmon? Yeah. <laughs> salmon. So, anyway, Brittany loves to... Well, what other animals? You got cat, rat, fish, bird... Bird. Lots people of can people look, look like birds. Like birds. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's a nose related calamity. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's all the facial parts working together that create the look of an animal. Yeah. Well, it's not always facial, though. Sometimes sometimes it's it's how they do their makeup because they could be a fucking raccoon, too. I've seen lots of raccoons. Right. Right. So it can also be a Which non is a personal favorite of yours. The raccoon. No, it's not. <clears throat> I'm terrified of raccoons. I think we've established that on the show, have okay. we not? Just so everybody knows, don't ever try to prank me with a raccoon because I'm terrified. Yeah. Brittany. I'll start crying. Yeah. We told the story about the one that was that came came up the stairs and I chased him onto the roof and you were afraid to go outside like he was going to attack you even though he was petrified of us. Yeah. I don't know if we have told that story. I'm but sure. I think we have. I'm also blind, so... It was kind of like that one commercial where she's like, here, kitty, kitty. And she takes the raccoon inside her house. Right. I was walking up the stairs and I'm blind and I just saw an animal and I thought it was a cat. And then it turns around and it has, you know, gnashing it, teeth. It didn't bear its teeth and it didn't bear its claws. <laughs> yeah, and it had giant claws. It was scared out of its little fucking raccoon head. It ran towards me. To get the fuck away. It thought it was trapped up on the deck. Right, so it ran towards me to well, attack me. What's it going to do? Launch itself off the the, the yes. third story? Launch it itself off the stairs onto my face and claw my <laughs> eyes out. Irrational fears, everybody. <laughs> Brought to you by Brittany Page. 
You're welcome. Well, let's move on with the show. Uh, well, first of all, I, I have a correction. You do. That I forgot to include in episode 56. Yeah, and usually we don't forget, so we're really sorry about this. Yeah. Uh, I extemporaneously was speaking about the Mormon church and general conference re relative to that Mormon anti-bullying video right. that was played in the CUNA, Idaho school district. And I described general conference as the the thing that women cannot attend. And that is a thing, but not for general conference. The thing that women are prohibited from attending is, which is a shitty, terrible, ridiculous thing. Let's get that on the record. Um, th that thing is the priesthood meetings. Those are the things that only men are allowed to. And up until 1978, only white men were allowed to attend. There you go. Because blacks couldn't hold the priesthood. Right. Just get that little nugget in there. And, you know, this was reminding me Not, of something. By the way, 1978. Which is really late, you yeah, guys. It was almost the 1980s. Yikes. <laughs> That's a little delayed. Jimmy Carter was president of the United States. Maybe they were just hoping that all the you know civil rights movement would just kind of go back to where it was and they wouldn't need to make a change. We had landed on the moon almost a decade before the Mormon church allowed blacks into the priesthood. Jesse, you're making it sound really bad. <laughs> All right, it's not that bad. I'm just I'm just talking about facts. So it was making me think though about how they exclude women and, you know, is that a negative thing which I believe it is. It's not just them though. The Catholic Church is guilty of this too. Right. It's kind of weird, but it reminded me It's not kind of weird. It's fucking terrible, discriminatory and shitty. Thank you for that correction. <laughs> It reminded me, and this is going to sound dumb, of when I went with you to a barber shop. Oh, yeah. Right and, here. Right. It was, uh, it's on Newport Boulevard. Yeah. And I was just going to wait for you to get your hair cut. You know, no problem. And we walk in and everyone kind of stares at me like, what is she doing in here? And they proceed to let me know that no women were allowed to be in there. I believe he used the phrase, this is a gentleman's only like a club kind of atmosphere. Yeah, and I... It's, it's Ho Hollywood's Barbershop. H-A-W-L-E-Y, Hollywood. It's like these rockabilly, greaser, slick back hair dudes. Right. You know, who, you know, they 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 perpetually live in the 1950s with their... <laughs> they look like they're right out of the movie Grease. Yeah. And... Yeah. They have like a little gentleman's club, which is you're just going to get your fucking haircut. Yeah. And it made me feel bad. It was weird. I felt bad and I felt weird about it. Well, he even acted weird. Like he was not embarrassed to say it, but like, oh, fuck, how do I broach this subject? Because this guy is just a walk in. He clearly doesn't know the rules of the road. Right. It was just weird. It was very weird. Yeah. So I know that isn't you know, a great example when comparing how women are being excluded from their religious faith, you know? Yeah. But... Well, it's it's similar in that, that Mormonism is kind of a club, Catholicism is kind of a, a big club, and, you know, that that barbershop is just a little smaller version of the club. Yeah, they're all a just club. a bunch of clubs. That's a great... <laughs> that's a great comparison. So I did get my hair cut. I went in, and you had to go down to the Starbucks and wait. Yeah. And I never went back. Yeah, I was excluded from just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't want to ruin the vibe in there. Right. Because clearly dudes wouldn't be able to concentrate on cutting other dudes' hair if there was a, a lady present. Right. They and wouldn't I, be able to use salty language or and I wonder, whatever the hell was going on in there. With the whole, you know, Mormons excluding women from the priesthood conference, I mean, why? Well, they're not priesthood holders. Why? Yeah, it, I don't know. Well, because they have vaginas, Brittany. Come on. I mean, why? Clearly, it's it's a logical conclusion that you should come to. And I've seen the arguments. You're and... not able to dispense good spiritual advice because of your vagina. I've seen the and arguments. your boobs. I've seen the arguments. <laughs> I'm not trying to read right now. I'm trying to talk <laughs> about it. And um, in the arguments I've seen, people will say, well, men and women aren't equal. Women don't stand up to pee, first of all. 
I do that all the time in the shower. And <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. We like sharing personal details with the audience. I think that's a, a valuable part of our broadcast. But you can go a little far, and I think you may have just crossed the line. Sorry. I'm just, I'm trying to counter. Brittany Page, co-host to Peace Standing Up. I'm just trying to counter the argument. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying that they're not equal. Well, it's 2014. I mean, we should have access to the same stuff. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I can't have access to things. Well, you, you know that Mormons believe there's not just Heavenly Father, there's Heavenly Mother. That God, Heavenly Father, has a wife. I love when you say God like yeah, that. Can you do it again? God. <laughs> they believe they believe that God has a wife. And then I've heard it explained to me that the reason they don't talk about her is because they have so much respect for Heavenly Mother that they don't talk about it. We're, this I is don't, the I don't, first I'm hearing of this. Oh, no, this is true. Are you going to have to issue another correction? I No, I will not. <laughs> I will not have to. Okay. So let's move on. And we want to thank our, I don't know that we have many Mormon listeners, but we... This was sent to us by one of our loyal listeners who happens to be a Mormon. Right. And look, we you know we're going to make fun of all religion. Yes. All religion. So if you have a re- your religion and you feel offended that we made fun of it, just take solace in the fact that it's not just your wacky superstition that we're making fun of. It's everybody's. Well, and we can love the person and just not appreciate the belief. Absolutely. Kind of a variation on love the sin or hate the sin. Well, we don't. And we don't hate. That's the thing. So. Yeah. Look, there's a lot. We make fun because it's goofy. But the Mormon families that I know. Oh, they're great. God damn. They are awesome. I always wanted to be a part of one. It, It is. They are. It's they have a, family game night. It's a setup. Yeah, family home evening on Mondays or Thursdays or whenever it is. Can someone invite me to that right now? I would love, I love to be a part of one. I love Scrabble. <laughs> Unless you're going to play Monopoly. Fuck that. That's that's a 12-hour ordeal. I'll that, play whatever game they want me to play. You can't cheat, though. They, they won't let you cheat. I'm not a... Excuse me. Mm-hmm. What's going on right now? Am I being accused of something? Or was that your brother that used to cheat at Monopoly? No, I used to cheat oh. a lot <laughs> right. at Monopoly. I would steal that money from the banker. All right. Well, we're moving on. <laughs> uh, in the spirit of listener participation, we have our very first voicemail from longtime listener. I think she says that in the voicemail, so I shouldn't take her thunder away. Yeah, what's wrong with you? But we got a, we got a voicemail on a certain topic, and uh, well, here it is. Hey, Jesse and Brittany, this is Allison, your devoted longtime listener from uh, the Boston area. I apologize for my raspy voice. I've been sick for about a week, but I was just listening to you on my ride to work and uh, listened to you talk about Michelle McDonald, the Republican, uh, you know, whoever she is that's running for some political office, talk about how America cannot be governed without the Bible and God. And as somebody who is getting married in a Catholic church in three weeks, I am still blown away each time you bring it up and continuously in the media that anybody of any religion feels that they have the right to push their beliefs on America as a whole, or on a worldwide scale for that matter. The fact that this woman thinks that a Muslim American should be governed by the Holy Bible and prosecuted according to the laws in a book that was written thousands of years ago for a religion that they do not follow is absolutely mind-blowing to me. And before I get cut off, I just want to say, I am a eighth, I'm an eighth grade teacher, and every morning when we stand up and say we are required, well, not legally, I suppose, but I do it just to go along with the crowd, to say the Pledge of Allegiance, I just feel ridiculous doing it every day. One nation under God, knowing that not every single one of my students necessarily believes in God. It's 
just there's no place for God in our schools. And as I said, this is coming from somebody who identifies as Catholic, not super conservative, but I just wanted to give my two cents. I said, do that. It's time for me to contribute to the discussion. Hope to hear my voice on the radio. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks. Bye. So three points that I want to talk about. One, thank you to Allison very yeah, much for the call. Absolutely. And thanks for being, she has been a long time listener to the show, maybe sure. since the very beginning. Right. So she's kind of watched it grow from not that great to wonderful. And my second point. She, she's watched it grow from just my buddies back home in Boise to people in, in Denmark and Brazil and you know all over the world so right. she's she's been right there with us even though we have no idea who she is right two congratulations for getting married yeah. soon yeah even though it's in a catholic church <laughs> and the third point i don't think it makes it any less special no i know i'm just kidding um the third point she's part of the club yes she is the third point is jesse says god like allison no, that was amazing you're wrong okay allison says god like jesse that is right okay <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of the god i can't but do it i'm i don't know whether i'm well one i'm very happy that allison called in right but i'm a little it's kind of a double-edged sword because i'm a little disappointed you know i knew that we had a fan i'm sorry a listener not a fan because a lot of our listeners hate us they're not fans right Sean. Uh, not Sean. Oh. Uh, I don't even know her name. The the hater who hated me for... From Canada. That's right. Yeah. From Vancouver. So, but, but I'm a little disappointed because when when the voicemail came through, I was expecting Allison to sound like this being from Boston. I wasn't expecting to see what I seen on a Sunday, early Sunday morning. And all of a sudden, he's seen the car. So he started running down here. Next thing you know, there was arguing. He, I think he tried to swing. And when he missed, he went like this. When he went like this, he got stabbed. And then he collapsed again. And that's when we called 911. And they weren't getting here fast enough. So a good citizen pulled over and threw him in the car and brought him to the hospital. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I expected. Is uh, the car... Yeah, I didn't expect. I mean, I mean, I expected someone out of Goodwill Hunting in one of those bar hags who who talk about the Irish curse. How dare you say that about Allison? I was I, actually very impressed with her voice. If you ever need to replace me, I think you found it. Oh yeah, yeah. You actually, you might be well on your fucking way out. Oh okay. But to address, thanks, ad Allison. <laughs> to address your concerns, Allison, you're making the case. For exactly why separation of church and state is so important. Right. Because you, one faith is not imposing their particular flavor on another based on their their mythology, their, their traditions, their legends. Yeah. And we would feel the same way if that woman was Michelle Ben McLaudin, Ben McDonald. Whoop. Ben McLaudin. Well... Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to mix a Muslim thing in there, and Ben is kind of a Middle Eastern deal. And Mick Laden? That's impressive. Well, Ben Mc... I, was, I fucked up her name. Give me, give me a little slack. Okay. So, if her name happened to be something with in it, and she was talking about having uh, the Quran held over her head as she entered a courtroom, Americans would lose their fucking minds. But because it's the Bible, and they're comfortable with the Bible, and all the terrible shit in it... It's okay, and that's wrong. We should be able to be, have a little empathy to look the other way and say, yeah, if it's not good for for me, if it was different, it shouldn't be good for them because it is different. Right. If and that I, makes any sense at all, anyway. I thought it made a lot of sense, and <laughs> that is weird because do they make everyone put their hand on the Bible? No. No, you can... You can um, she was talking... Well, Michelle McDonald was talking about Back in the olden days, when a judge would enter the courtroom, that they would put a Bible over their head when they entered and talk about. Well, do they still make you put your hand over no, the Bible? You can, you can refuse. Okay. You can sw swear or affirm. You don't have to say anything about God when you when you take an oath or when you 
it's, we'll, it's, we'll get to that a little later, but it's funny to me that that was ever even a thing, like putting your hand over the Bible, swearing to God that you'll tell the truth. Right, right. Uh, how about I just tell you I'll tell the truth, and hopefully I'm not lying, because either way, that's what I'm doing. Right. Nah. Yeah. N- not gonna. <laughs> So anyway, like I said, we really appreciate the call. If you, too, unnamed listener, insert name here, if you'd like to call the show, 657-464-7609, that is the number, and you can leave a less than three-minute voicemail, or you can text that number, too, and we will incorporate it into the show. If you'd like to be uh, anonymous, then don't say your name. And if you'd like people to know far and wide that you're Allison from the Boston area, or whatever your name is, <laughs> then uh, that's where you do it. 657-464-7609. Moving along, I'm going to change up the order of the show since we just talked about giving the oath and swearing to God. Pat Robertson. is at it again, and this time he's sounding off about the Air Force issue uh, that we talked about a couple episodes ago, where they were not allowing an airman, uh, an enlisted um, Air Force, I want to say soldier, but they're airmen, um, they weren't going to let him re-enlist unless he said, so help me God, at the end of his oath. And Pat Robertson... Of course, he has something to say about it. The United States Air Force will no longer require airmen to say the words, so help me God, when taking the enlistment oath. Air Force officials say the change comes after an airman took out the words on his re-enlistment paperwork, going against a policy that prohibits omissions. The airman says he was told by his commanders that he had to swear to God or leave the Air Force. The Department of Defense General Counsel ruled, so help me God can be left out, and the Secretary of the Air Force said they are making the appropriate adjustments to ensure airmen's rights are protected. Pat? There's a left-wing radical named Mickey Weinstein who has got a group about uh, people against religion or whatever he calls it, and he has just terrorized the armed forces. You think you're supposed to be tough, you're supposed to defend us, and you got one little Jewish radical who is scaring the pants off of you. You want these guys flying the airplanes to defend us when you got one little guy terrorizing them? That's what it amounts to. You know, we swear oaths and they so help me God. Well, what does it mean? It means that uh, with God's help, uh, and it, it, you don't have to say you believe in God. You just say, uh, you know, I want some help beside myself that, that the oath I'm taking, uh, it, it's just crazy. I mean, what is wrong with the Air Force? How can they fly the bombers to defend us if they cave to one little guy? John. So when I first heard this <laughs> and he said one little one little Jewish I was uh, I was hoping for the ish to come. Right, right. Because if he was just going to say one little Jew, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, it also it wouldn't be surprising that he not at all is going to be a hater. Right. <laughs> but where's he going with this? Well, he's explaining what it means to what the, so help me God. It means that you know, may, may God help me with my, but you don't have to believe in God. You just say it because it means I want help from someone bigger than myself. Yeah. But if you don't believe in God, you don't swear to God. Right. Fucking old troll. If you don't believe in God, then you don't believe God's going to help you with anything. You don't need direction. You don't need help. You don't believe there's a God that's going to help you. Well, he's also, now he's insinuating, how are they, how, Brittany, how are they possibly going to be able to fly bombing missions if they're caving to this little left-wing radical liberal Jew-ish person? <laughs> right. Really, they, they're not going to be able to fly their missions because they caved in on protecting the rights of other people. Right. God damn. Uh, how... <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. I don't know why you're confused. I, I'm very confused. Again, when is this guy going to not be around to cloud the argument anymore? Because he, he might seem fringe to us. He owns a network. He's worth... 
between two and you know eight hundred million dollars are the estimates. He he's a powerful man who has a following of people who believe he's you know somewhat of a prophet or a, a, you know a, an instrument of God. Right. Well, obviously <laughs> because he. You know, we continue to talk about him. So he's continuing to be on TV. This news person, news right, person, right. I'm putting it in quotes, you know, threw to him to get his opinion yeah. on the article, which is weird. And something that is confusing to me about this story is that Pat Robertson, I mean, I guess screw the atheist that's flying planes and and participating in dangerous military activities. Right. Screw him, I guess, because everyone else that believes in God he just cares about those people in the military. Right. Well, there's atheists in the military that don't want to take that pledge. They many, should have that right. Many, many, many atheists, as illustrated by this story with this gentleman who didn't want to lie in his oath where he's affirming and swearing an oath. He didn't want to lie about it. And we've already covered this, so I'm not going to hash it out again. But Pat Robertson would rather have him lie than than be honorable so it's really it's the the means the, the ends justifying the means as long as he does it it doesn't matter that he's lying even though the bible is pretty clear about lying it's it's i think it, it it's not really it doesn't really vacillate on the whole lying thing <laughs> yeah and would pat robertson be in favor of christian soldiers you know, saying an oath to Allah? Um, my guess would be probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a similar thing, you know. Yeah. You don't believe in it. You don't want to pledge to it. So that's... Also, how much terrorizing of the United States military can one little Jew-ish person do? Right. He's terrorizing the military and they're they're terrified and they're in so much in fear of this one little Jewish person. Is he talking about David Silverman, by the way? No, Mickey Weinstein, he oh, okay. says. Hmm. Whom I I didn't even do the due diligence to look him up to see who he is, but I'm sure he's not that big a threat to the might of the American military. And right. for what it's worth, I would like the record to reflect the Air Force was the only service that didn't allow, that did not allow, I'm going to say that clearly, um, soldiers or airmen, goddamn airmen, Greyhound bus drivers to... How dare you? Yeah, I know. To, to um, not say, swear, uh, to swear to God. The, the Marine Corps... I know from personal experience because Jesse was a Marine. Everybody, I, I was in the Marine Corps. Uh, they, you can opt out. The Army, the Navy, they're no more normal about it. The Air Force, for some reason, is just fucking whacked out. So anyway, that's Pat Robertson's opinion. Everybody, take it or leave it, and I'm sure I know what you'll do. Moving along to uh, another pumpkin-headed idiot. Sean Hannity has his fears, of course he does, but Sean Hannity this week sounded off on his radio show about the the NFL situation. With Adrian Peterson. With Adrian Peterson, yeah. He has wounds all over his hands, defensive wounds. See, I'm looking at the report here. You and, know, I, I, I got to tell you, this is my problem and, with liberals, because here's where my fear goes with all of this. You guys want to... Tell parents what they can and cannot do. For example, is it going to become illegal if a parent teaches uh, the politically correct view that being gay is not normal? Yep. Or if a parent says that, um, you know, whatever the parent wants to teach a kid that you would disagree with. Right. Sean, right. You, it's no, no, no. Wait a minute. This is an okay, important question. question yeah. Because I think we've gotten to the point where, right. you know, if, if we don't politically correct our kids, we might as well just hand our kids over to the government the day they're born, let them raise them. I don't think liberals, I don't think anybody in society should tell somebody else because of a political worldview, whatever, this is how you should raise your kids. I do think... Then why can kids, the, the, why can kids the, go to school and get birth I control? Do, yeah. I, I do think then that why the can cops kids get should enforce the law, why which is exactly kids, what's happening Why here. should kids be allowed to get birth control at school without their parental permission? And I think an employer has I asked the you a right. question. Why, why should parents... 
Why should kids be allowed to get birth control at school without parent, parental permission? Because uh, there are all sorts of reasons. Because you the, think you you're know better the than... topic. No, but th- 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 no, it's, a, it's whether the state... Because the Supreme Court has decided that the Constitution has a right Excuse to privacy me. that doesn't necessarily start when a you're right 18 years privacy. old. right to privacy? What, 12 years old? No, but not 18 years and old. What about, what about counselors that take uh, kids for abortions without parental consent? Sean, we're talking about abortions. No, we're I'm talking about Adrian Peterson. I'm raising and, and a bigger... This, Noelle it, gets it. She's intelligent. And, 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 it's one step. It's almost like it's a gateway it, right. it would be a, a gateway offense meaning how far do you want government in your life you know right. how how far there's a difference this in discipline a question about and abuse over, this isn't a b- question of big government this isn't government overreach this is the cops enforcing the law and you're taking adrian peterson side you see and, and i'm saying i'm the, saying that the goodell the commissioner goodell has but an obligation a moral obligation because his he has a right to discipline his child figures, he has a right and goodell to has a right to discipline child. adrian peterson adrian peterson's when it needs right, you guys, are talking, right you guys now. are focused. But my bigger concern here, and I do believe Adrian Peterson went too far, I'll say it again. But my problem here is, do parents have the right to instill their values in their children? Now, the problem is we send these kids off to school, and uh, maybe they're taught that uh, God is dead, or maybe they're taught that it's okay to have sex, and maybe they're taught values that contradict what the parents are teaching, whatever it happens to be. You know, Heather has two mommies, daddies, roommates. That's the government circumventing is the, it not the okay parental values. Is it not okay to have sex? I don't know. You want to t- well, listen, at what age? listen, your values of sex are probably very different than mine. What you want to teach your kids is your we business. We should have a special, special segment on that. No, I, think. I really don't want to hear what your values of, on it are. I really don't. You know, well, go ahead. What were you going to say? I said, I looked at Linda. I was like, all right, have me back on that segment. Really? What, are Noel's I, what, would, you like, what would you like to add to that, Noel? Go well, right I, ahead. you know, I really can't yeah. talk about it because I'm a conservative and we just really don't have. We just any, keep it in the closet. We have, we, it's all locked in that closet. Yeah. No, no but, the, but look, some people disagree on the gay lifestyle because of religious views. If they teach their kids, is the government going to come in one day and say, no, that's that's wrong. That's immoral. Yeah, they are. Some people the think government that women, is. some people think that women's ankles should be covered because of their religious views. You know, the Muslim so a par- so a Christian a Christian that conservative believes, Muslims believe a certain but that's thing in another and, and, country. The gov- and the government says, you know what? No, it's not in another country. We have plenty of conservative Muslims living in the United States and would like if we if we say that you have a right. So to you your, don't believe in freedom of religion. I be- you don't so believe do you in think, the first Do you think they should take prayer out of schools? Do you think in the separation of church and Do you think in God we trust should be off the dollar bill? Do you think we should take prayer out of schools? No, I, I mean, where does it, it where does it end? I don't the hypocrisy throughout that entire thing it's, is unbelievable. It's fucking maddening. It it's it, what he starts with and he, I know he he tries to back away from and say, "Well, I didn't I think Adrian Peterson went too far." Then why are you demanding that we allow him to 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 practice disciplining his child in whatever way he sees fit right listen he's taking the beating of a child with a switch with a weapon to the point where there are open bleeding flesh wounds on his legs and little scrotum he's taking it from that to teaching your kids that gay being gay isn't normal and and that birth control in schools what the fuck he's just a it's 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 political schizophrenia he's just fucking all over the place it's really confusing i also just want to make a note for sean hannity god's not dead the movie that's not a documentary right (laughs) um that didn't actually happen in a school environment so i don't know where he's getting the idea that kids are being taught in schools that god's dead no one's being forced to write that that was a movie made by christians right it's not a documentary what confuses me and really this is this is this is the main issue that i want to focus on here um and this is serious very important it's does that give it away that it's not I'm about be to start laughing yeah. or <laughs> it's wouldn't you think he would be super smart you'd think he has a giant brain inside <laughs> of that massive melon of a head because his head is like twice the size of a normal human being it's pretty pretty he's hefty a, he's a he's a regular sized dude i would say five foot ten i mean he's, he's little to me but I've got a giant head because I have a giant body. Right. He's got a giant head. It's it's like a it's like a fucking grapefruit on a toothpick. His his whole setup. Yeah. Ugh, he's he's a disgusting human being. He has a nice head of hair though. 
And so I take more issue probably with his co-host. Her name is Noelle Nickpour because she said twice he has the right to discipline his child. Right. Now, making a connection between someone beating their child's scrotum with a weapon and what you can tell your kids, right. you know, that's completely ridiculous. The cops are intervening because someone was violently harmed. And, you know, someone brought up a good point to me, our listener Katie, that it's interesting with the laws where domestic violence and child abuse laws, if you were to harm a stranger the way that Adrian Peterson harmed his child, he would be in far more trouble than he is. That's a great point. Having abused his child. The same, this, it could be taken to the next step or a further with a, a, not child abuse, but if Ray Rice had knocked out some woman he didn't know right. in an elevator, he wouldn't be getting pre-trial bullshit um, concessions. He would be going to prison. He'd be going to prison, and he'd be getting sued, right, for yeah, a lot of money. That's a that's a very good point. And so this isn't just about parents being able to have free reign over their kids. I mean, I well, it's also hang on, sorry, it's also like I talked about last time with with um, Charles Barkley. Don't you're this isn't spanking. We're not talking about spanking. Right. We're talking about inflicting open, bleeding flesh wounds with a weapon on a four-year-old child. Yeah, so even using the word discipline is a problem. Yes, absolutely, because no one is trying to inflict some governmental standard of discipline. Not at all. On on families. You just can't violently assault people. That is exactly That's right. That's just a universal thing. If you draw blood on your child in the course of, quote-unquote, discipline... You're fucking doing it wrong. Yeah, that's a problem. And you need to be dealt with. Yeah. And so obviously, I've talked about before that I don't agree with parents instilling all of their personal beliefs into their children and making their children little versions of themselves because kids should have an opportunity to explore different viewpoints, learn how they feel themselves about different topics. Right, but it's not but illegal. The government, right, the government's never going to step in and say you're wrong or you cannot, it's illegal for you to tell your child that being gay is a sin. That's never going to happen, Sean Hannity. You don't need to use scare tactics and be a weirdo. That's exactly what he's doing. Just calm down and don't rile up your crowd that's listening and loves your radio show which I'm sure is a very lovely group of people. <laughs> and also, I love how when he brings up the Muslim argument that there is a religious group that has certain beliefs about women. Showing their ankles. Yeah, and he used that example, but it could be far worse. No, We're going to get into that later. And then what's-her-ass what's says, oh, well, that's in different countries. Well, obviously, you want a theocracy here, Noel, well, Nick Poor. She clearly does. She doesn't look at America as what it actually is, which is this... A melting pot. Well, that's what they say. It, it is not this one color, one religion state. We are, unlike many, many, many other countries, a diverse group of people with a diverse backgrounds and religions and belief systems. And there are a large population of very conservative. When we went to that party a couple weeks ago in that apartment complex in Fullerton, and a woman steps out of her apartment in Fullerton, California, in the year of our Lord, 2014, and she is in full burqa. 100% covered, even her eyes. Black gloves, everything, and she's walking her kid. Right. That, that's, that's right here, within 10 miles of where we're sitting, or 15 miles, I don't know how far it is. Like 20, I think. Right. Look, Google map from Newport Beach to Fullerton, everybody. <laughs> That's just 20 miles away. It, yeah. We do have, and in Dearborn, Michigan, there is a very vibrant Muslim population. It's almost exclusively Muslim. Yeah, and the thing about it is, also, is that there's protections in place for everybody. There's no one religion that's favored over the other. That's how okay. it's supposed to be. That's not what Sean Hannity wants, though. He wants Christianity to be mandated. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that he and Noel Nickpour are talking about. Who the hell is that hillbilly? I don't know. She thinks that Adrian Peterson has the right to beat his child's scrotum, though, which is really interesting. Yeah, well, so does Sean Hannity, apparently. Well, he said he thinks he went too far. Oh, oh, oh. He 
but he but he wants us to be able to pro the government to stay out of his right his right to discipline his child in any way he sees fit but he thinks he went too far you do sean you think whipping a four-year-old baby's scrotum with a weapon is going too far oh come on sean yeah, I, I get easy. your point. He should be advocating wow. for intervention rather than saying, this concerns yeah. me. Who's standing up for that fucking child? Right. It's clearly not Sean Hannity. Where are where Where is the outrage from the right wing? Yeah, instead, Sean Hannity's using the child's horrific experience yeah. to have a, a platform yes. right, to talk about his ridiculous fear tactic. No, beliefs. this is an important question. I need to know. Why? The birth control. They're giving birth control to kids. <laughs> Which I think is a debatable point that should be talked about. But to, to, to make this fucking scare tactic crazy hysteria, it's just noises falling out of his giant fucking head for four hours or however long his stupid show is. It makes me wonder and think maybe we should do a program that is filled with fucking just wild hyperbole. Just ah, mass hysteria and, and, and crazy one-sided views of an issue. We'd probably get a lot more listeners, and I'm being serious. We probably would because it's entertaining to people. Yeah, Fuck. I don't know how anyone thinks that's entertaining. By the way, can Sean Hannity tell me where counselors are taking uh, underage women to get abortions? Right. Because well, I've never heard of that occurring. He said it. It must be happening because Sean Hannity said it. Yeah, where could that possibly be happening? I don't. That's... I can only hope that the time swap with his show, they pushed him to later. He's on like at 10 o'clock or something. So people are at work and don't have time for him? Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that he's on his way out because he is, he is what's wrong with the two-party system in America. He is. He's, ugh, fuck, he's disgusting. Jesse feels strongly about Sean Hannity, everybody. <laughs> Not a fan. That's a guy that needs... A rap on his noggin. He needs a little bit of physical altercation to set him straight. Yikes. In line with what we're talking about, though, Nate Silver and 538.com, they did a summary of research um, uh, with some of these um, tenets and issues at the heart of it. Right. So since spanking has been in the news, they kind of decided to pull together different research that's been done on spanking. And one of the things they talk about is the University of Chicago and their general social survey. Since 1986, every year they've asked respondents, do you strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree that it is sometimes necessary to discipline a child with a good, hard spanking? Now, I don't like that question, but... It's not very concise because good hard spanking. I, that I sounds think, like abuse to me. I would say agree. I don't think it's abuse because I don't view spanking. Th this is the problem with these kind of questions. It's if well, you that, ask no, that's Charles what it's, Barkley, that's he what it's, thinks spanking is drawing blood. I I don't know about that because I don't. He never admitted that he knew about drawing blood. No one's talking about it the way we're talking about it because it's not PC to talk they, about drawing they've blood. They've seen the fucking pictures. People, you know, have bias. Yeah. They, they have the ability to fool themselves, and he might look at it and think something different than what we look okay, at it Okay, well, think. then he admitted to having welts. He did. So he believes leaving welts and bruises on a child with a weapon with a switch, whatever you want to say, is spanking. That's what I'm saying. Spanking to, to one is different to, than spanking to another. That's why some of these questions need to be really more, more detailed. But what were the results? Okay, so they did it, like, over time. They, you know, saw the pattern of what happened with spanking over time, by religion, by a bunch of different things. So over time, spanking has gone down. And the belief about spanking is that it's become less socially acceptable, especially over the past three decades, mm -hmm. which I guess anybody could tell you that because... You hear the word timeout a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it's just apparent. And you hear parents in grocery stores counting down from five or whatever. 
Right. And then so they compared born-again Christians with not born-again Christians. And over the past 10 years, 80% of born-again Christians... Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Born-again Christians very opposed to spanking their children. No, born-again Christians have said that spanking is okay, but you also say it's okay. So don't try to be mocking. Yeah, but... My view of How spanking. How is that? My, yeah. <laughs> you put me right in my fucking place. Yeah. Uh, my view of spanking is different than that of those people who who believe that, that if you spare the rod, the weapon, you spoil the child. So now the God thing that you do, it doesn't just apply to God. It's pretty much any word that ends with O-D, apparently. No, it's not. It's rod. Any, it's any time I'm reading scripture... I get I get into that. Sometimes it happens just involuntarily too. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the church. Yeah, I grew up with fire and brimstone preachers yelling at the top of their lungs about God. Right, come on, give me a fucking break here. Okay, so it's ingrained into me. Eighty percent, eighty percent of born again Christians have said spanking is okay, and then among the rest of the population, it's about sixty five percent. So, you know quite a bit lower right and people in the south have about let me guess let me guess <laughs> they very opposed to spanking in the south no they ah, damn it <laughs> they have been about 17 percentage points more likely to agree with spanking than people in the northeast so they agree with the venerable charles barkley that he's from the south and he's black did they do racial? Did they racial? Did they racially break it up? No. Oh, okay. We'll we'll get to similar research with Pew Research in a second that does do uh, a oh, race good. disparity. Good, good, good. So, just for general discussion, it goes from most support to least support. It goes south, Midwest, West, and Northeast. Huh. And then the partisan gap on spanking. Republicans are more likely than either Democrats or independents to favor spanking, and the gap has become wider over time. Since 2008, 65% of self-identified Democrats have been in favor of spanking, while 80% of Republicans have been. So that number matches the born-again and not-born-again Christian data. They should also do questioning of those who believe in evolution and those who do not believe in evolution. And I would I would venture a guess that those who believe that evolution is a lie, uh, I believe they probably really are opposed to spanking. Right. <laughs> and and so the good thing, again, I always talk about 538 because I love 538. Yeah. Nate they, Silver's awesome. They report from a statistics viewpoint and they give really good you know, information. Even in this article, they say a couple of things might be affected by. Um, well, they give they give kind of caveats to the information they give, limitations, if you will. So, for a couple of the data points, they say that some of the research may be affected by sampling error. You know, they give these these yeah, yeah. these they give these caveats to the research, so you know kind of what you're reading and what it might mean, what it might be affected by. And they also say there's some overlap. You know, obviously, there's a lot of Republicans in the South. So, for example, saying the South favors spanking and Republicans favor spanking is somewhat redundant. Mm-hmm. It's same with the, the religious affiliation and all that. Yeah. So I'll post the 538 article. They have lots of pretty charts that everyone can look at. I love me some pictures. And yeah. So what, what's what, the Pew Research you said you would, we'd get to? What, what, uh, what, what is that? Okay, so Pew Research is doing new research. It's called the American Trends Panel. And for the American Trends Panel, they have 3,243 Americans. Wow, so that's a big sample group. That's great. Yeah, and they say it's nationally representative. And the first kind of research, I guess, they did is to ask people to choose three child-rearing values from a group of 12 that they feel are most important. So when you say child-rearing values, do you mean they want them to pick three from a list of 12 of values they'd like to instill in their child? Right. Values they think are important to teach their child. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And so the 12 are empathy for others, helping others, obedience, religious faith, persistence, being well-mannered, independence, being responsible, 
hard work, creativity, tolerance, and curiosity. Yeah, those are great. So Some greater than others. Just for fun, <laughs> if I had to choose my three, I would choose empathy for others, persistence, and independence. Okay. I think those would be my three. Yeah. Okay, so they broke this down by political affiliation, gender, age, education, and race and ethnicity. Okay, we'll start with political affiliation. Okay, awesome. So they break this down into consistently liberal, mostly liberal, mixed, mostly conservative, and consistently conservative. Okay. So I'm just going to compare consistently conservative and consistently liberal because it's too complicated. So for the liberals, the number one thing that they want to instill in their children is being responsible. Okay. Number two, empathy for others. Number three, helping others. Okay, that, now, that sounds like you could have guessed those. Right. I mean, probably conservatives would be surprised that being responsible is the first thing that liberals would say because yeah, they so. don't think they're as responsible. <laughs> but the consistently conservative individuals, number one was being responsible. Wow. So they, they get along, see? Yeah. Number two was religious faith. And number three was hard work. Okay. So that makes sense, too. Yeah, those line up. And just to compare this with everybody, they also did the total. Number one was being responsible. So apparently that's just universal. Everyone thinks being responsible. Yeah. Apparently not me, though. And <laughs> number two was hard work. And number three, unfortunately, religious faith. Yeah. Is it in that order? One, two, three? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least it's not number one. Yeah. Okay. So by age, I'm not going to do the top three for age, just kind of what was the most significant. Mm -hmm. And for older Americans, it was religious faith and obedience. And for young people, right. creativity come out, came out as number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And gender and race and ethnicity, I mean, it wasn't... No remarkable results. It wasn't very remarkable as far as... But we'll, we'll post a link. So if you are interested in some of the aspects that we didn't talk about or we don't talk about, um, you can find them there. One thing I guess that was interesting related to race and ethnicity was about 7 in 10 African Americans say it is especially important to teach children religious faith. And about half of whites, 51% say that. And Hispanics, it's at 54%. Hmm. So kind of a... A wide disparity between the races on religious faith. I'm so glad that we have resources like Pew Research because it, they're doing a service. It's great to get an insight into different macro groups of people, you know, to understand kind of what's in their head and what makes them tick or, you know, what, you know, it, it's great. And it's also good doing it over time. Too, yeah. So we can see how the values evolve and what was important back then and what's important now. And that's always exciting yeah, for me, for at sure. least. So we are going to move along. I posted something to the Facebook page this last week about a woman who was sexually harassed, I guess, by a patron at her bar. Um, and you can check it out there. And she shamed him on Facebook. His it's, full name. It's going viral. P put a copy of his receipt. He tipped her $2.00. Um, after having put his hand on her ass and said, I'd like to take you to go or some bullshit. And she looked him up, found out who he is, said where he worked. And I, I loved it. I yeah. think it's awesome. I think more what I'm calling Facebook shaming, that kind of thing needs to happen. That it's, it's the same with cops having video recorders and audio recorders on them. It keeps people on the straight and narrow. <laughs> Yeah. If they know that it's possible that they could be uh, revealed as being fuckers. Yeah. And especially on the internet as well, people think they can be anonymous and they can, yeah. you know, that veil comes down. Well, the reason I'm talking about this is because something happened this last week, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Right. Um, And Anderson Cooper posted um, a Facebook post, Anderson Cooper 360, his, his show's Facebook page about the, the the young girl in Charlottesville, Virginia, Hannah Graham, who has been, um, she's missing. And people fear something bad has happened. They and, have search teams together that are combing through, you know, fields and looking for her body. So, so Anderson Cooper posts the story 
and in the comments is where it gets interesting. They, there's a picture of, of Hannah, and this Amanda Westbrook comments and says, nice brows, like nice eyebrows, making fun of this girl who is likely a rape, a kidnap, something terrible likely happened. Right. And this woman, Amanda Westbrook, decides to make snide comments about her appearance rather than display some kind of empathy or sympathy for the family. Right. Obviously, empathy for others was not important to her parents. Right. Or she just, it didn't stick. So I, <laughs> in the spirit of Facebook shaming, I said, I commented on her comments and I said, Amanda, I... Well, first I went and looked at her profile and saw that she works for a company called Advocate Radiology and that she's a data entry specialist or something. Where does she live? She lives in uh, Illinois. Oh, here, I have it right here. She lives... No, I, do, I don't have it here. But I said, Amanda, I wonder how Advocate Radiology would appreciate your behavior online while having them prominently listed as your employer. Maybe I'll give them a call or email someone screenshots of your profile and your comments. Um, well, I guess I, I, I was, I'm thinking about how I want to describe the timeline here. Anyway, so farther down in the thread, she replies, she says this, um, not to me because I didn't say what she says I said. She says, I didn't read the article, so yes, I criticized the brows. You, however, just told her family you think she's raped and dead. How nice of you. That was in response to someone else, although I'm sure it was half to me. And I, I replied to that, and I said, I'm emailing your company. You can explain your horrendous comments to them. Good luck. And I've since decided I'm probably not going to email the company, and I think that she's probably learned her lesson because she had the entire weekend to sweat this out, you know, hoping that by when she gets in tomorrow, she doesn't have a call from her supervisor or something. But I think more of this needs to happen. I think it's important that we hold one another accountable, so to speak. Well, and she's not the only one that made comments about her eyebrows. Yeah. Which is just very disturbing to me because these people aren't taking into account that her family might be reading the thread to see if anyone's commenting with information that might be yeah. helpful to which the search. Which is very likely. And they're going to see comments about people criticizing her appearance when she has likely just been a victim of a violent crime and it's just very insensitive and it's I mean I was like emotionally I had an emotional response when I yeah. saw those comments because I thought about if someone I loved had been miss is missing you know and has likely been a victim of a violent crime and then if I were to see comments like this I mean, I might be in my car driving to Illinois right now. Yeah, it's terrible. I would be so enraged at the disrespect for someone that's likely dead. Yeah. I mean, it's just really disgusting. Well, and the thing is to say that, well, you're telling her family you think she's raped or dead. Look, we're just talking statistically speaking, people who go missing, bad shit has happened. That's the typical um, end to the drama. I mean that's that's typically what happens and it's 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 unfortunate but that's that those are the facts. Those are that's the real situation in which we live. Also, it's not an excuse for her to say, "Oh, I didn't read the thread, so I didn't know something terrible had happened to her." Well, why are you making that comment anyway? Especially with your business prominently located so everyone knows who you are. They know your name. They know where you work. They know where you live. And you're you're making hateful comments right. publicly. Right. Well, I would say this. You know, there's an old proverb that people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Is, isn't, isn't that what it is? Well, it would apply to Amanda Westbrook. Who, by the way, we're kind of attacking with no ability for her to defend herself because I didn't invite her on the show. I didn't reach out. Um... Something should be done. I mean, I don't know that I, I wanted to be responsible for her losing her job, but that very well could have happened. Yeah, and I think it's good that you didn't. 
here I am being the rational one. <laughs> right. um, because, I mean, I think it is good to call these people out and correct them. But, you know, hopefully she just learns her lesson. It's unfortunate she hasn't deleted the comment. And it's unfortunate that she actually blocked you and blocked me. Right. So even if we were to say, listen, she we talked about you, you. She blocked you after you just liked my comment. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that obviously means she is afraid. You right. know, uh, of the fact that she made that comment, but she didn't delete it, which is confusing to me. So I I am definitely in favor, like you said, of the Facebook shaming. We should definitely call people out for being hateful and saying terrible things because maybe it'll make them think. There was one person we replied to on the thread and said, this comment is hateful. You know, think of their family. I, I said these things. Right. And they deleted it. Right. So they, to their credit. Yeah, they realized, okay, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have said this. I get it. And they deleted it. That's all I want, really. I don't want the family to have to see that stuff. You know? Well, it's it, again, it's holding one another uh, accountable. So, and I, look, I've, I've taken gentle correction in my life. There's been times where I've made stupid mistakes, cursing wildly in public in front of children and been gently correct. Like, hey, man, my, my kids are here. I, and I, oop, I'm very, very sorry. You know, you, you, you have to be an adult. You have to be someone who's thinking. And, you know, it's, it's like the, the Todd caller, caller Todd, the parking situation where he, rather than get inflamed that he was challenged, he thought about it more reasonably and yeah, I'm in the wrong. Yeah. And that's what these type of things are going to lead to is people self-correcting. Right. So let's all humble ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Because I'm happy. Come along if you feel like a room without a roof. God damn, I love that song. It's a great song. It must signal something happy that happened, no? Wouldn't wouldn't every time you hear that song, I mean, there there are times when I listen to that song, and it, if I reflect on life, or you know, it can make me teary. I I could cry listening to that because it's an emotional listening song. It I, is a very good song. So it must be a happy story. Well, it starts happy. Yeah. In that seven men and women made a YouTube video dancing to it. Yeah. And you know, as many I mean, th there's thousands of videos on YouTube right now. Of people mimicking the, the video, re recreating, yeah, the, the music the, video, the, the Pharrell music video, yeah, and unfortunately for these seven men and women, they live in Iran. That is very unfortunate. Where you can't just do that. You can't dance happily in in the YouTube video to Pharrell's "Happy." Or you can't cohort with men and women dancing and singing together. Even though they weren't naked, they're fully clothed, yeah. they're not doing anything inappropriate in the video, it's just happily dancing to the song. Right. Well, they were forced to apologize on TV and endure a trial. Right. They were convicted. They were convicted and each sentenced to 91 lashes. Right. Each of them corporal, sentenced to 91 lashes. Corporal punishment. So they have been sentenced to torture. Right. 91 <laughs> lashes. I mean, that's for dancing to Happy by Pharrell in yeah. a music video on YouTube. And and a jail sentence. Yeah. One was given a full year in prison and the others got six months. Now, their attorney told IranWire.com that the sentences have been suspended. And he also says a suspended sentence becomes null and void after a certain period of time. This period of time for them, for the Happy group, is going to be three years. Right. So at any time... The court, the the supreme leader, Ayatollah Khomeini, could reinstate the sentence and have it enforced at any time. That's the thing. It's almost like probation. So this three years is probation. And if they commit a similar act, then it will be carried out. Right. 91 whips. Yes. And a year to or six months to a year, depending on which person you are in the group. In prison. Ugh, Islam. Religion of peace, everybody. Well, it's very scary because, I mean, honestly, they weren't doing anything. Yeah. And I would love to There's see... There's nothing the... provocative about the video in the slightest, and we're going to put it up on the Facebook page. I know there's no, you know, 
rational way to explain this, but I am curious to see what, what they said the problem was, and I can't find it anywhere. I mean, what is the problem? What, well, what, what did they do wrong? There, there is a prohibition to singing or dancing in, in public with the opposite sex. So it's like real life Footloose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking exactly right. That is very apropos, except not wild fundamentalist Christians. It's wild fundamentalist Muslims. It's it's a backward society in which they live. And um, I mean, I do see that this is going to be changing over the course of the next decade or so. Because the young people in Iran, there is a very active political movement to westernize. And it's go it's going to come about because, you know, progress is an unstoppable movement. You might be able to delay it, but to stop it is impossible. So, and people yearn to be fucking free. The human spirit is one which yearns. It desires to be free. And it'll happen. Yes. <laughs> I am glad you agree. I appreciate the, the agreeance. Yes. I'll just sit here and do that. Yeah. We didn't talk about Amazon.com the entire show. Wow. Go to dollamore.com. I'm having massive website issues right now. It's getting better, but on the front page, there is still no Amazon search bar, which means people aren't using it which means the show isn't being supported in a way that would be helpful. <laughs> so if you'd like to use the Amazon search bar on dollamore.com, you'll have to go there and click on an individual episode or go to the Contact Jesse and Brittany page. At the top right-hand corner. But if you go to any, any specific page within the, the website, this is why it's such a pain in the dick. I need it fixed. I really need it fixed. I'm just, I'm a word, well, I'm not just a WordPress moron. I'm, <laughs> I'm inept where it relates to any of this stuff. So go to the contact Jesse and Brittany link. Then you can find the search bar and buy a book, whether it be the Quran or whatever, a, a, a set of uh, forks and knives because <laughs> they sell it at Amazon and it'll go a long way toward supporting your favorite twice-weekly podcast filled with news news, and ridiculous comment. With that, we are going to wrap up the show. And by wrap up, I mean we're done. But before we go, I want to, again, thank the listeners, our, our Mormon listeners, our Catholic listeners. Uh, I know that a lot of times we have harsh things to say about your particular beliefs, but that doesn't mean we don't love you and appreciate you for spending time with us twice a week. We, we appreciate it very, very much, and I mean that sincerely. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been another episode of I Doubt It. I wasn't expecting to see what I seen on a Sunday, early Sunday morning, and all of a sudden he's seen the car. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.